Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright lights, welcome to another episode of the Architecting Podcast. I am Angela Mazzi, founder of the Architecting Community, and you heard that right. We are so much more than this podcast, although this comes to you twice a week. So if you have just found your way here, welcome. If you're a regular listener, we're happy to have you back. But I wanted to let you know, in case you didn't, that there is a whole community. Did you know we were on Clubhouse? That's right. I do a weekly Clubhouse room with my partner, Megan Mazzocco, called Architects as Healers, Buildings as Medicine. I also do a monthly room called Critical Conversations. And the one coming up in just a couple weeks is all about communication. So, Stay tuned for that. But Critical Conversations is a chance to think about professional issues of practice and how to help you position yourself for success. We also have a Facebook group, which is private. And the benefit of that, in case you didn't know, is that you can ask questions. You can build a network. You can say things that you wouldn't necessarily want to be out there in the world as public information, but you're looking for a touchstone, you're looking for support, you're looking for input from other people who are going through what you're going through. That's the value of the Facebook group. You can ask questions there, you can celebrate wins, you can share information. So you can choose to engage with our community that way. We are also on Instagram. I do an Instagram live once a week. I do reels, do posts every day to kind of give you a chance to be aware of what's going on with the podcast or what's going on behind the scenes in my life. I also try to do stories on a fairly regular basis that ask you some fun questions, give you a chance to weigh in on what matters to you. So get engaged in our community. Get to know other people who are part of the community and network with them because the one thing I can promise you is if you are listening to this podcast, if what I talk about is resonating with you, you need to be in community with others who feel that way too because We are like the five people we spend the most time with. And if your reality to date has been around people who feel limited or who believe that certain things just aren't possible, you're going to make yourself wrong for dreaming big. You're going to make yourself wrong for having ambitions to make a difference through your work in design. On the other hand, if you get yourself into a community of people who feel that way as well, you're going to support one another and you're going to find out that you're not alone. 
And that's going to help you feel even more emboldened to keep going, to keep trying new things. And what should that new thing be? Well, your new friends can point you out to things they're doing that you might be interested in. That idea of community is so important. And I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that if you like this podcast, great. Tell your friends about it. But look at the other opportunities you have to engage. You can also head over to my website, architectingpodcast.com. I have some great free resources there that you can download. You can join my mailing list. I've got a couple of books that you can buy. And of course, I've still got, I think, couple slots still available in early December if you are interested in any one-on-one coaching with me. Thank you for being part of this community and I hope you will take advantage of all these other ways that you can network and be even more engaged. All right, so let's move on to today's topic, which is psychological safety. This is an emerging buzzword in the business community, and it's rooted in what it takes to be an effective leader and what it takes to have high-performing teams. And I think regardless of where you are in your career, regardless of where you fall in terms of project responsibility, understanding psychological safety gives you so many great insights into the dynamics of how people work together because we're all in our own head, right? We're all using our own filters. Um, A few months ago at GBBN, we had a diversity training And one of the things that the presenter did was showed us this little video that had circles and lines and triangles and they were animated and they kind of bounced around and moved and bumped into one another. And then she divided us into groups and had each of the groups talk about what they thought they saw. And of course, as you might imagine, being humans, we saw a narrative in it and Some people said it looks like the little circle is attacking the triangle and the triangle's fighting back. And other people saw an abusive relationship dynamic where the little circle was protecting. And other people thought the little circle might be, you know, trying to help. And, you know, it was very interesting how all four groups came up with a different narrative. And the instructor kind of laughed because she said, you came up with all that and all you saw were circles and lines and triangles. There was no meaning there. You put that meaning there. And you put that meaning there based on your experiences and your stories. So you literally took something that had no words, no narrative, was completely abstract, and you, you put that narrative there. And that was really eye-opening because of course we do, right? This is the human condition. We look for meaning. It's what separates us from every other living being out there is we look for meaning. And a lot of times, the meaning that we attach comes from our own personal perspective, our stories, our experiences. 
And it's hard, very hard to look past all those filters to see anything objectively. And because we're all doing that, you can imagine when a team comes together filled with people who are all running things through their own personal filters, that we make things about us. And that can often make it harder to work together until we build trust with one another. And psychological safety is the building block to trust. Because if you don't feel comfortable sharing your opinion, trying new things, admitting something didn't work, asking for help, you're not going to do very well as a team. So what can we do to kind of create more of this? Well, there are some clear foundational blocks of what you need to have in place for psychological safety. The first one is that everyone understands what's expected of them. So there is that clear communication of roles and responsibilities. So if I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I know it and I can course correct. Or if I have something I want to work on with someone else, I understand who to approach and how to approach them. The next thing that's important is that outcomes have to matter more than information going in or out. And the outcome is a team-based thing. It isn't about singling out individuals and trying to look good or position yourself as an individual. And we can all relate to that. When we get a chance to work on a project, it's our chance to show what we can do to prove ourselves. And sometimes we get so stuck on what our personal achievement could be that we don't see how that might be obstructing other people and as a result, kind of tamping down what the project's potential could be. Failing has to feel good. Otherwise, we're afraid to do anything at all because if we make a mistake, we fear retribution. Everybody needs to be able to talk about what's going on because let's face it, we're going to talk and bitch and complain behind the scenes all day long. But that's counterproductive to the team. On the other hand, if we all feel empowered when we're together as a team, sharing what's not working, we can move past assumptions, resentments, wrong perspectives of what's going on, and we can fix problems before they start to become painful. When things do go wrong, they don't go wrong because somebody is an incompetent loser who should be kicked off the team. They're going wrong for probably a lot of very complex reasons. And everybody needs to say, how can we do it better? How could we reframe our perspective? How could we change our process so that we can be successful? 
Another important thing is not to leave people out. So it's really easy sometimes for the members of a team that know each other better or have a dynamic established or are more senior staff or more junior staff to kind of form a little click, if you will. And as a result, the team isn't inclusive. So some people may feel like lone wolves, totally alienated from the social dynamic of the team. And the team can also stratify and form these unproductive cliques. And when, the minute you start doing that, you're othering, right? You're making other people an entity beyond yourself which makes it really easy to blame, makes it really easy to make assumptions about. And instead, if you all try to be inclusive and work together and celebrate the diversity of the team, whether it's diversity of age, experience, culture, ethnicity, race, whatever it is, you're going to get the most out of each person on the team. You're going to feel more comfortable taking a risk. And as we have talked about so many times on this podcast, go big is the only way to go. And that means, uh-huh, you are swinging for the fences. You are taking a risk and you most likely will fail before you succeed. But it's the only way to truly innovate and do amazing work. So we got to make it safe for people to want to take those risks. We want to make it easy to ask for help because that's vulnerability. If I feel too vulnerable and I don't want to show weakness, I'm not going to ask for help when I need it, which means I'm either going to work a whole lot harder than I need to to figure something out or I'm going to get it wrong. And if I'm afraid to show that I got it wrong, I'm probably going to hide it And it's going to come out later and it's going to be bigger and worse than if I had just asked for help in the first place. We want to feel that people aren't going to undermine us. They're not looking to get us, that they're not jealous of us, which can happen if you're on a team where maybe you have an area of expertise that's needed or you are a more senior member of the team, you can sometimes have a dynamic at play where people are a little jealous and they're a little untrusting of where you're going to take things and resistant of what you're trying to bring rather than listening to you. So it's important that We can celebrate what everybody can bring to the team. And finally, that our unique skills and talents are going to be valued. And knowing that everybody is going to have a different thing to offer. And some people may bring more intrinsic value, right, because of their expertise. But the people that are advancing the work and learning from the people with more expertise are also providing a valuable contribution that's important to celebrate. A great way to kind of think of this and to kind of get to where you, how you might be showing up on a team is to kind of think about 
how you are when you're at your best and how you are when you are at your worst. If you think about a situation most recently when you were working on a team, what were those moments and what kind of feedback did you get? You know, did you get things like you were inspiring or you were provocative or you were a builder of community or a facilitator? What about when you were at your worst? Were you abrupt with people? Were you impatient? Were you shooting down ideas because you you already knew what would work and what wouldn't, so you weren't giving airtime to anything that didn't immediately make sense to you? Were you withdrawn? You know, so really think about how you are when you're at your best and at your worst. Try to focus more consciously on how to be your best self, how to pump up those traits that clearly are contributing to the dynamic of the team versus the traits that we all have and that come out even more when we are stressed or tired. Our worst comes out because we just want to get it done. We have no ability to harbor foolishness because we are so overloaded. We need to make a decision, move on, keep going, right? And so those worst traits we tend to have pop out the most when we most need our good traits to pop out. Being more conscious of that, you'll start to catch yourself because you will have the abrupt reaction to someone But because you're being conscious, you'll notice it. You'll see their shoulders slump. And you'll be able to quickly, in the moment, course correct and fix it. Rather than being oblivious and feeling that that person deserved to be put in their place, quote unquote, and moving on and not realizing the damage you had done to their psyche and even worse, their ability to trust you. And that's what psychological safety is really all about, is having that trust. What things can build psychological safety for others? Well, first of all, giving them meaningful work, not just the grunt work, not just the stuff where they don't get any sense of accomplishment, but meaningful work. Being able to feel a sense of pride having something that they can really hold up and say, this mattered. This made a difference. Knowing that people are invested in their growth and development. And again, you can do this. You don't have to be in a leadership position to show somebody that you're invested in their growth and their development. You can be their peer. But you can work with them or support them or teach them what you know while they teach you what they know. And appreciating people for the work that they do. That is so important. And we often take the contributions of others for granted. We don't even say thank you. But thank you isn't enough. Thank you can feel compulsory. Like it's an automatic, generic kind of response. Versus saying, 
What you did to get those renderings done was nothing short of amazing. And that technique that you used saved us time and it gave the client a better sense of the experience. So that was amazing. In that compliment actually shows that you notice the specifics of what someone did and how that contributed to overall success. It's more than just praise. It's actually highlighting how that person's strengths made a difference. We can also build psychological safety by just listening better. Most of us hear, but we don't listen because we're in our heads, going back to the idea of our own narratives and our own filters. We're always focused on how we're going to react to what is going on. We're always focused on whatever it is we want to be known and how we're going to say that. And we're waiting impatiently, fidgeting for someone to stop talking so we can blurt out whatever that is, rather than truly, truly listening. There is a technique called active listening where you don't just sit there, but you respond to the other person in such a way that you're acknowledging what they said and sharing that back with them as part of your reply. So you're not making it about you and what you just need to get out there. You're making it about a true response to them. And finally, picking your battles. We all have preferences. We all have processes. We all have habits. We all have ways we like to do things. And it's really easy to shut somebody down because they aren't doing it the way we would do it. But sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is whatever this person is doing in a way that we wouldn't do it so important that it's even worth pointing out that they're not doing it the way we would prefer? Or is it better to let them do what they're going to do? And one, they may surprise you and get to a really interesting solution that you wouldn't have. And two, they may learn from the way they're doing it in a way that will make it a lot easier for you to teach them going forward. We always say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. We can't learn what we're not ready to learn. Just because you have a junior member on your team and you just want to fill them with all of your knowledge, it's not going to work. Sometimes people have to have the experience, not just be told how things work. They need to do it. They need to learn. They need to make the mistakes in a safe space so that they can actually have the experience of what does and doesn't work. And we need to acknowledge also that sometimes if we have a lot of expertise, that it can actually be a liability sometimes because the beginner's mind sees all possibilities, right? And can make some really interesting, uncommon connections. Whereas the expert 
has already played through a whole series of if-then scenarios so that they know what works and what doesn't. But what that can often do is shut out possibilities or lock out the way that the way it worked before may not be the best way for it to work now. While expertise gives you a lot of shortcuts to get to a solution more quickly, the questioning of the beginner's mind can often open the doors for greater creativity. And we need both. We need that expansive beginner's mind that's curious and playful, but we also need that reductive thinking that comes from expertise that lets us start to make decisions rather than ping-ponging and endlessly iterating. This is just a little capsule of this term psychological safety, why it's important, how it helps us grow, how it helps us be better team members as well as better leaders. If you would like to learn more about psychological safety, Join me on Clubhouse on November 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time for a Critical Conversations monthly room that is all about communication skills. The great thing about Clubhouse, if you are not familiar with the platform, it's kind of like an interactive podcast. So it's all audio. You can be cleaning your house while you listen, but you have the opportunity to ask questions and speak so that you can interact with the hosts of the room instead of just passively listening. These critical conversation sessions are great. We usually have a small group and everybody gets a chance to talk and do laser coaching so people can ask very specific questions about their situation and I will weigh in on that and help them work through that and give them some insights. And we just have a great time and really advance the ball on these issues. So mark your calendars for November 14th at 2 Eastern on Clubhouse. And I will really look forward to seeing all of you there. And in the meantime, get engaged in our architecting community by doing more than just listening to this podcast. I would love to hear from you. DM me with content suggestions as well. As always, refer a friend. If you know somebody who would benefit from being part of these conversations, being part of this community, let them know. Share the knowledge build the community. The more we have together, we are always stronger. And I know you have a lot of things going on in your life, a lot of things pulling at your time. And I so appreciate that you are choosing to spend time listening to this podcast. I'm so glad to have you as part of this community. And I truly look forward to doing these broadcasts and sharing with all of you. So until next time, much love and stay inspired. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. 
You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (music) 